Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, this is Tracy Harrell. Can you hear me? Are you feeling the vibes? Are you feeling the positive energy today? I am so excited. This is Bigger Than Me, and today we're talking about loving the journey of life and living out your dreams, excelling despite obstacles and we're doing a live show so it's okay bring them on in say hello we are doing a live show and we are actually have two guests from around the world so iona mead and her handsome beau barry borton her life partner she'll she'll describe what he is uh apparently there's family that bring them on in hey so i'll let you guys introduce yourselves um we'll start with you guys do a quick introduction from the uk Hi, thank you oh, yeah. for having us. We've got a family affair. I think Barry's going to uh, take the boys out and take them to bed, maybe. So, um, yeah, so we live in the UK and we are very honored to be here with you. Thank you so much for having us. Um, we're looking wait, wait, wait. To Hold on, real quick. Barry, you're going to have to let your kids introduce themselves. Sorry. They're too gorgeous. This is not an interruption. This is a live show. This is divine intervention. These guys are meant to tell us what they love about you. So I'm going to bring them into the conversation. This really is about loving the journey, loving the journey of life, right? And living our dreams. So in the age of Corona, think about it. Everyone's having to adjust in the moment, in the moment. So bring them on in, bring them, scoot them on in a little bit in the camera. Um, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Iona, but I didn't want you to like shoot them, shoot them off to bed. I'm like, no, let's have the conversation. You think they're, are they comfortable? Um, you think they're, com I'm going to have you introduce them. I own um, uh, Barry. I'm gonna have you introduce your kids, and then I'm gonna ask your kids to tell us what they love most about you. How about that? I don't know if that will work. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, they're saying they don't want to be involved. <laughs> no, 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 there's some, uh, your daughter Mia is knocking on the door. Yes. Those. So oh. They're just they're just going to let her in, and they'll be up in a minute. Oh, even better. Okay, so now we'll get back to your someone else. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, okay. Listen, I am. So so loving this. When I say this, and what time is it there in the UK? It's it's 2 p.m. Pacific Town. It's what? 9 p.m. 9 p.m. I love it. I love it. I love it. So this is what we're doing. We yeah. are actually, Sarah, while they bring in their handsome, their family, gets everybody set up in the camera. I'm going to have you do your introduction, and then we're going to have that whole family introduce themselves. Oh, my God. They look like they're ready. They done popped in, and they're ready to go. <laughs> Well, we're gonna just Sarah, hold on. I think they're ready. It's 9 p.m. So I think we're interrupting bedtime a little bit. So we're gonna let the kids do Not their thing. So first of all, I'm going to have you, Iona, introduce okay. your daughter, and then I'm gonna have Gregory introduce his kids. So Iona, why don't you introduce your beautiful daughter and then This is Mia. This is my light, my guiding light. Mia actually has been quite involved with the business. So when anyone wins a VIP day with me or they go through my my course and stuff, Mia actually picks a winner and she gets involved, do you? Yeah. She's amazing. How so. old are you, Mia? 17. Nice. <laughs> you are, you're absolutely gorgeous. So tell us, Mia, what do you like most about your mom? If you had to describe her, what would you, what, what would you say you like most about her? What should people um, know about your mom? Myself. <laughs> she created a beautiful, wonderful you. Yeah. Nice. Her parenting skills. Oh. I, I trained for that. She's a carbon copy. She's doing <laughs> childcare now, so the same thing. Yeah. Well, well you, you can't just say that. Now you got to tell me, what do you mean? So part of what this show is called Bigger Than Me. And what we do is it's, 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 it's really about bringing on different faces and different voices to share their lessons learned. So you're 17, you said. Yeah. What would you? What, what advice would you share with others 
who's parenting a 17 year old or who might be parenting someone else themselves, what advice would you say you've learned that you like best? Like be specific. Tell us like what, like what is the greatest lesson learned that you can't wait to apply when you're a parent or that you would share with others I'm, I'm, I'm parenting? Sharing she is probably the most accepting person in my whole life ever. Thank Just you. to be accepting and to accept herself as well. Like I think if she, she does so well in just like how she carries herself that it just it just it shows you exactly what to do even okay. without without telling you just to show. I think. Thank you. Actions speak louder than words. Beautiful. I love that. All right, Barry, I'm gonna have <laughs> you introduce your step on into the photo. Don't leave Maya. You guys are too gorgeous. Stay all crunched up together. So Barry, go ahead and introduce your handsome boys. And boys, get ready because I'm gonna ask you the same question. I'm gonna ask you, what do you like best about your dad? Oh, gosh, that'd be amazing. Right, this is Charlie, and he's nine years old. Hi, Charlie. Yeah. I'm, I'm all the way in the U.S. I'm calling. I'm in Seattle. In America. Yeah, Seattle, Washington. Yeah. And you're on Worldwide TV. This will be yeah. this will be forever on YouTube for the world to see. So you'll be able to look back at yourself when you're 40 and tell your kids yeah. um, that you were on TV. So get ready. So get ready, real quick. On YouTube, darling. Mm -hmm. This is Leon, and he's eight. Eight. Hi. How are you? So, guys, what do you like doing most? What do? What, what, what do you, I'm going to ask the kids. What do you like doing most? And then I'm going to ask you what do you like best about your dad? Like, what, what do you do? What, what do what do UK kids do for fun? Like doing for fun most. <laughs> do you like playing outdoors, indoors? What do you like? Playing outdoors. Yeah. Playing outdoors. Well, you guys you are. Like, you like crafts, don't you, in, in games and stuff? Yeah. Uh, so and let's you talk about you. Then what do you like to do, darling? Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Play outside. Yeah. Play outside? Yeah. They do. Trampoline, don't you? Outdoorsing yeah. and swimming. Swimming. Oh, yeah, you love swimming, don't you? I love it. So now let's talk about your father. If you had to describe your dad, what would you say about your dad? What do you like most about him? What are you trying to say? Oh, he's nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're helpful. Oh, oh, I love that. So, so, so if you had to describe yourselves as a, as a family mm -hmm. and this concept of love, being together, loving each other up, um, Iona, I'm going to ask you to describe what it means to have your family there, especially during such a, a right, interesting just, time in, in life, to be able to have your family with you and connected in that way. You talked about him being your soulmate, but you guys yeah, have a soul family, right? Yeah, we have a soul family. We have a blended family. And it's, it is that legacy and us merging and coming together. That was one of the biggest things that we wanted to do is build a business where we could leave that legacy for them and show us as role models and be the best version of us communicate and it just means the world to me to have their support to have their love it just is absolutely amazing obviously i dedicate my work to my son for and um, everyone my my son passed and so it's a really big deal family's a really big deal so i've got my daughter just i you know I wanted to show her how to grieve. I wanted to show her how to really make a difference in the world, no matter with the obstacles. We talk about having our dreams. We had our dreams individually and we have our dreams to collectively. And it's important for us to live our best life and just really remember him and really have his name live on. Barry also has two older children. So we've got, but we've got big, they wouldn't all fit in. So <laughs> it's got Brandon and Courtney as well. So it is a really bad, a big family unit that we consider and 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 we love so uh, yeah parents being parents obviously we've been together for a short period of time and don't have children together but our values are aligned and and families aligned so yeah i love it and any advice that you would share as parents we weren't going to talk about this but i'm so excited that we yeah. are again what i said what i tell you initially i said the show is or intentional but organic and this is another thing so what advice would you share um also mia before you go what advice would you guys share about just thriving being happy even though you, are you guys in school now or are you all working remote you're, you're, you're remote schooling you're in school yeah. oh you're in school so so from a corona perspective or a COVID 19 perspective have you guys have things gotten a little bit more settled for you there in the uk 
is that to me or to me? I'm not in school. I, I work full time. So I work in childcare, like my mum did, and I uh, also work at a dessert place now. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> do. <does. laughs> I like that. <laughs> Got a new job. So when we were in the lockdown, so the boys lived with their mums, so they came like every other week. And so we had a, a big houseful, didn't we? Yeah. And so when it was that time for anyone who is still in those kind of circumstances where it is a bit more restrictive, we had a family meeting, whereas Mia and I were used to that with my son as well. And the boys were not. And the older ones, Barry's, daughter was, uh, Barry's son was here, sorry. So it was really uh, like unusual at first, but we just had a family meeting to call a family meeting, see what was going on, what we what we loved doing, what we didn't love so much and what we could do more of. And everyone took a role to educate them. I was actually doing my business online. And I was like, you guys need to be quiet. And sometimes I would pull them on. We do this a lot, <laughs> not on your show. We would pull them on and say hi. Um, so it was it was being intentional, being organised, communicating. Yeah, we we and worked hard, well, didn't we, to, yeah. for the we big, it, big kids to take these two yeah. and, and have do English and PE and all that, you know, do, have, do maths and stuff. Did I did art and science, didn't I? Oh. Yeah, yeah, we just passed on, on the knowledge and had fun. So our lockdown and our time, we loved it, didn't we? We wanted we to be together. Time, we? A lot of people are not, and they're finding it pressure, and they're not used to it. But we actually got to see the boys more, which we were really ecstatic about. Obviously, I was really happy about that. So it was it was great. To be fair, I know without with yeah. the stuff that's going on in the world, that's not great. But as a family unit, it was just like okay, make the this, most of it. Yeah, we do. We make the most of it, and 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 really make it. We love to make memories. That's the bottom I love line. that. So I love that. Thank you all for coming back. Well, I'm sure we'll have you back again, but I'm just really glad we got to take a moment to say hello, hello, hello. Thank you for sharing your story with us. That was so beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> I know it's nighttime. Good night. Good night. So thank you. So while they're saying goodbye, Sarah, I'm going to have you do your quick introduction. Hi. So uh, remind the audience, you've been on the show a few times, remind the audience how you and I met and then describe where you are, who you are and what's what's important to you uh, as it relates to our topic today of loving the journey while living the dream, excelling despite any obstacles. Yes, hi. Um, so I am Sarah Cross. I co- um, authored a compilation book with Tracy called Ignite Happiness, which was an amazing experience, um, amazing group of people that we met, and to be part of that book was so uplifting. Um, we're actually also doing together Write Your Solo book, so we're both working on new projects now because I think we both really like that whole writing experience and connection and the stories. and. Like Tracy said, I think that was one of the things that we liked the most is hearing other people's stories and other people's journeys. Um, my husband and I, with our children, we're great travelers. And that's one of the things we love is that when you go to different countries and meet different people, you are able to take a little slice of someone else's life. And, and I think being able to hear other stories is something that is so beautiful it's it's part of that journey it makes your journey because we're all brought up with one experience from our own family upbringing and and then meeting other people and I just love interacting hearing other stories and taking those bits that you like oh my goodness I'd like to do that in my life I'd like to have that um is just a wonderful uh, experience, I think. I love it, I love it. And Sarah, what I love about you is, so I'm going Facebook Live now, so hello to our Facebook audience. I don't do that very often, but I decided to go ahead and turn it on. And, and, and you're, 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 you're joining us today as we talk about loving the journey of life and living out your dreams. And it's really, it's the idea of excelling despite what obstacles that you might experience in your life. And what's really exciting is Sarah just mentioned the solo project. This is actually my solo book. Although my solo book still has this bigger than me 
component in that every element of this concept of loving the journey, loving the journey and living the dream is basically the title of the book, but it's about loving the journey of life and living out your dreams despite obstacles. And there's very clear things that most of us do when you're able to, 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 to love the journey despite obstacles. And um, Ayon, I'm gonna come back to you real quick because you honestly had one of the most inspiring stories that I have ever heard related to someone who, you mentioned your son and the journey. Can you just take us through that really quickly? You know, the just just the, what yeah. happened to you and how did his, how did the, 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 the series of things that happened that actually changed your perspective and actually got you to, to be even more intentional in your life? Okay, thank you. Um, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. So it was a few years ago now, so I'm 47. So when, you know, you, you're living your dreams and you have certain dreams and you think, oh, you know, by the time you get to this milestone, so that was 40 for me, right? So I was coming up for the age of 40 and my grandma, my mum's mum lived to 101. So she was coming up to her 100th birthday in the Caribbean. We all flew out there. She was like, she was dancing on the dance floor. She was drinking a little bit of rum, you know, and, and she was living her best life and she'd left that legacy. So cousins, everyone came and it made me think of, wow, my, that's my mum's mum. Like she's connected to me. Like I'm coming up to 40, but maybe that isn't midway through life. Maybe I've got another 60 years in me yet, right? So I had this spring in my step. I'd been to the Caribbean. I was like all tanned and, you know, I, and so I came back and I had my birthday. I spent it with childhood friends. And I was like, okay, this is my mid life. What am I going to do with the rest of it? It made me have that intentional pit stop. Like, what are my dreams? What are my dreams? What's been fulfilled, right? So I was like, yeah, this, this feels really good. And I'd worked out and I was... Yeah, I was doing really well. And a, a month after my granddaughter was born. So I then became a grandmother. And I was like, wow, you know, what if I had my life all over again? And also what I do now really makes a difference. Now it is about legacy. My children was about legacy, but you don't think as deeply when your child has a child. And then 10 days after, on unexpected, my, my dad passed away. And that just, it, it hit me because I was by his bedside with family. And my nephew said, granddad, you can go now. And he went. And that's when I knew that we were a soul having a human experience. And it just blew me away. So that made me have a different perspective on life. So I, I was, you know, doing the business and really wanting to get my message out there. And I was in the middle of doing uh, what I call my 49 Soul Speaker Summit. And we talked about this, um, the divine intervention. It was called the number one divine intervention virtual event, but I didn't know I was having a divine intervention. So I had a call that no mumbo wants to have. And uh, my son's girlfriend at the time said, you know, he's had an accident. So confusion was in my mind and like a few minutes later she said he's been knocked off his motorbike it was 12 days before his 20th birthday and he didn't make it he passed on the roadside so you imagine like the pain the howl I can remember it and I you know it's it's devastating to me but in the same vein it touched me deeply as in okay, now I really need to show my granddaughter, my daughter, how to grieve. And I wanted to model for them. People around me were like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I feel really this way and that way. And family were like wanting to crumble. I said, not in his name. Oh. You don't get to crumble in his name. Life is not the same for me. Happiness is not at the same level, but I am happy. And I have rebuilt my life intentionally. You see my daughter and that's her big brother. There's seven years between them. And so I dedicate my work to him. I, I use that to fuel me. He hasn't gone. He's, you know, he's always present, always with me. And one of the things that you talk about is it's bigger than you and living your dreams despite the obstacles. I still have dreams. We had dreams collectively and, and we're going to live them intentionally. And Barry's been amazing on that journey with me, supporting me. He didn't get to meet him, but I don't know if you feel like you know him, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. In so, a nutshell. <laughs> that is that is so beautiful. And again, I just 
I just, I hope you know what an inspiration that is. And Barry, I'm going to ask you, you two have been together for three years. Is that right? Nearly three. So, 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 so when you, when you hear her tell this story, what, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm inspired, obviously you're motivated. You're, you, there's admiration. There's like, how do you, I mean, does that, does that connect you, bind you to her even more? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, to, to know what she's been through, um, it's, it's, I couldn't ima ever imagine ever having to do that. And, you know, when you first told me, I was blown away and I was, I was, I was blown away of, of just how, how you, you, um, you carry yourself. Like when, when you tell that story, I don't know how you don't, you know, but I was, I was just blown away by your strength and, 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 and how you, how you, how you are able to um go and help others and um have the strength to help others you know Thank you. and yeah so i i just want to be here to support you um you know no matter what no matter whatever it takes whatever you need you know um yeah it just i don't know i just i just think you're absolutely amazing when I like for, when we first met, I had I had a motorbike when we first met, and um, it, we, we were on the phone. This was only the first or second phone call, and on my WhatsApp picture, uh, picture was my motorbike, and uh, we were talking, and I was in a really bad reception, yeah. uh, and she said something about my motorbike. Um, you know, it was my picture, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I love my bike," and all this and that. Uh, and then she said something about her son and she was telling me about her son, but I, um, all I heard was her son and a motorbike. So I'm like, oh, your son's got a motorbike. And, 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 then, and then we got cut off, didn't we? I think yeah. it just finished. And then uh, like, I think it must've been uh, well, a bit later on. It was, it wasn't straight away. Late one, I think you, you spoke and then you told me, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah. It, it does. It's a motorbike rider. Oh my god! Yeah. Are you still? I'm just curious because you know part of this conversation is also we we were going to talk about relationships and we still will. So I'm just curious, how did that impact your relationship? Are you still a bike rider? Well, um... I'm looking at her face. <laughs> I'm looking at your face. You're so cute together. I don't. There's not a right answer or a wrong answer. Just so you know, there's no judgment either way. I'm just curious, like how do couples manage through things like this. That's really what the show's about. That's what this title is about. Loving the journey of life while living the dream. Maybe yeah. bikes bring you joy. That's your thing. So I, I was I was like, okay, you're you're kidding me now. I kind of knew. And so Barry, you ride and I said I'd never want to put that on someone because it was a passion of yours, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Loved it. And yeah. um we sold the bike just so you know, we're going to get a slower bike. Right? <laughs> so, so he gets to ride, but he doesn't get to ride the fastest one. Yes. So yeah, the, the bike I had was a sports bike and it was quick. Yeah. Uh, and, and we talked about it and you did say that, you know, you'd never stop me no. from riding a bike. Mm. Um, and the, fir the first, first time I, I rode my bike over here, because I didn't ride it for a while anyway. No. And I did ride over the, fir and the first time you saw me pull up, didn't you? Uh, and you just you just stopped your legs just sort of crumbled from under yeah. you, didn't they? Uh, and I think I only, I even wrote it twice, and that was it. Yeah. Um, just the sound of it was yeah. that trigger for me. And I said I'd love to be overly like really really supportive, and I am. However, I've got to manage myself mm -hmm. and my emotions, and it just triggered me. So yeah, we managed that, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah, so the bike's gone now. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. not. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you will never ever yeah. ride. No, I think it's great. I, I love how you, I mean, think, think about what I love. I took tons of notes even when we were talking last night at yeah. two o'clock in the morning for you. And yeah. two, late, then two o'clock in the morning for me. We've been having fun with this because I've just been so connected with you. So a couple of things you said, I'm just going to transition. You talked about um, what you said, Barry, is that you admired her strength and how she was able to help others. How much did helping others actually give you strength? I think oftentimes people are waiting for the strength to help mm -hmm. others, but isn't it true that when you're helping others, when you're having this traumatic experience that it's in the helping that actually helps you? 
Yeah. It's basically, I consider you an angel on the earth, right? When you're out helping people, that's kind of how I kind of dealt with the little transition that I had that I wrote about it in the book that we ignite happiness. It wasn't because yeah. I was just happy. It was because I was yeah. traumatized and yeah. I decided to be happy anyway. I decided to go on this bigger than me journey because I knew what was happening to me was bigger than me. It was like, how do we fix this thing? How do we share and tell stories? So just talk a little bit about how it was in the doing that actually gave you strength so that for people who are having struggles, Mm -hmm. who are um, traumatized by the loss of a loved one, like you lost a son, which is to your point, the most horrible thing a mother could ever experience. Mm -hmm. But can you tell tell us a little bit more about what was going on in your mind and what advice would you share with someone who's, or the people that are traumatized by the pandemic, who's lost their job? Like what words of wisdom would you share on the how to? Thank you. So for me, I've had a lot of losses. I've um, gone through a really messy divorce. This relationship was prepared from the the relationships that I had. So I get it. And the tension, I've been bankrupt. I've been homeless. There's a lot of, and all of those prepared me for now. All of those give me that strength and the lessons that I teach from. So I know that you can hit your rock bottom, but know that it's for a reason. And so and be okay with it, hold your head high anyway. So for me in serving, I always wanted to serve from that space. I, I'm, I'm about keeping it real. We, we like we had that conversation and we've connected like instantly because we're just raw and we're real and we know that it's bigger than us. So when I was in service, I was doing my summit. I was saying, you know, I paused my event. I took seven weeks out, didn't worry about my business. I came back in and I did join what I call joint uh, vision partnerships rather than joint venture partnerships in the industry. And so I was moving as a collective energy to be in service in a bigger way. I knew I used to put my arms out and say, it's just this ripple effect. So I'm honored to be able to do that. And the biggest thing is I had a why I dedicated it to my son and it's what I feel called is what my soul and connected. So when you talk about, you know, living your best life in your dreams, it's not just for you. It is about legacy. The Soul Legacy Academy is about launching, leading and leaving your legacy. And I had that embedded and ingrained in me at the time. It was, I need to speak my soul's message. I, I There was just, there was nothing else that I'd rather do. I served really deep. The testimonials, the people that were around me were blown away by my energy. It was really high. I interviewed 49 people in a really short space of time and we just connected. I just it was happiness that that I'm bringing that joy. Um, there's nothing else like it. We know that it's life is not just about us. <laughs> you know, it's not just that. about us. I love that, Sarah. I'm going to come to you now because you have such a beautiful perspective on life. When you hear Iona's story, what are your thoughts? Like, what are the immediate lessons learned that have come from that, or the things that you would share or amplify with how amazing she is and 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 this soul connected relationship she has with Barry. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I was just really enjoying listening there, man. You know, like I can see you guys have been through so much, you know, like truly I, um, it reminds me when I was younger that of a, um, someone I met, their daughter also died in a, in a motorbike accident. And she thought I was just like her daughter. And it, it was something that really, deeply touched me um and i have to say i've never ridden a motorbike from that experience of how you know how hard it was for her you know and um so you know like i i am a parent i've got two young girls who are six and seven years old so i cannot imagine the pain and then to rise and create something where that is your why to move forward is very very inspiring i have to say it, it truly is um and so i've loved you know hearing your story because that's the kind of inspiration that i think people want to listen to uh, and it reminds me actually of i was um listening to jay shetty you know um who's full of so much wisdom and he was saying in biospheres they've tried to grow trees and um and this one the trees just were growing but they'd come to a certain point where they weren't growing very tall and the scientists couldn't understand it at all um why you know the the air was fine everything seems to be fine but it was after a long time they suddenly realized that these trees weren't growing because there was no wind 
and the trees needed the wind because then their roots grew stronger and it was the wind that made the trees grow into their full potential and I think this is much about life you know and listening to your story obviously it's through your strengths through your challenges that have that will develop you into the person that you're meant to be you know into your full potential um, and I think it's a really beautiful kind of story in life is that the challenges in the moment that we all experience can almost seem sometimes insurmountable but only on the other side looking back sometimes can we see that that journey um, will take us to a new place mm, don't you love that don't you love that give me a quick gallery view uh if you don't mind uh, Nathan, so as I process and just let this all kind of, <laughs> as I let it all kind of fall over me for a moment here, because I always like to kind of come back to our audience. So whether you're watching Facebook Live or you're going to watch this later on on YouTube Live, if, if you can just take these nuggets, if you can hear this beautiful story, what, what we just heard from, um, what we just heard from Iona was really, you know, a story of loving the journey of life. You decided to be intentional in order to dedicate your life to joy. Like we, when we wrote a book about happiness, it was choose happiness. It was, we, most of us, we had to choose it. It wasn't like it was, it was the obvious next step, right? It, you, you had plenty of reasons to go another route. But it was about being intentional. So now I'm going to ask you, circling back around on this idea of, you know, I like to talk about loving, you know, loving the journey and living the dream, despite excelling, despite obstacles. It's really about a choice. It's about being intentional. So if we can kind of circle back around to this um, idea, I know we only have um, Handsome Barry for another 20 minutes. So, <laughs> so Barry, now we're gonna we're gonna transition to this conversation around relationships, and then we'll circle back around to the intentional, et cetera. But um, and Sarah has some great insights about around that as well. So what would you two share? Any any words of wisdom about what um, what has helped the two of you to not only be in a successful relationship, but a happy relationship, one that's intentional and you describe it as a soul connection. Tell us about that. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Iona to start and then I'm going to come to you, Barry. Oh gosh. So we know that you kind of prepare in relationships, like I said, I'm 47. So um, I've been in relationships and I was married and Barry was married and I was in two long-term relationships and so was Barry. And so we use that as that preparation for what you do want and what you don't want and what you are that that dream of that relationship right when you're younger you think you know if I get married and this is what the life and this is a family and you know not all of that manifested and came to fruition and so we I made a choice before I met Barry that when I came offline after you know, my son's passing, that I was going to help and heal myself first. So I did what I needed to do for about a year. And I came off and I said, I want to have all of my areas. I matter. And before I even go out there and I coach and I mentor and I do anything else, I wanted to have what I needed in my life. Um, and so to build that. And so I, I actually did the whole meeting Barry. There's a whole story on that. But yeah, we then we met and it's like, okay, I want to have the relationship that really counts that, you know, I don't bring anybody into my daughter's life and my granddaughter's life lightly. And so we, when we met and we did have that instant connection, which everybody else around us kind of thought was crazy, but we just knew. And so we have had that connection and we are aligned and we just express and, and we talk and we just, it's just a really great feeling to know that you have what I call my forever man. And yeah, you have forever or you don't, but you know, that's that feeling that I would love to spend the rest of my days with this man because I love that. it just I love is joyful, but it's not easy. It's not being easy. No. So I, I love that. So we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. So, so Mr. Barry, do you have a hard stop at three o'clock? Like, do you have to be done at three? No, 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 no. No, me is here okay. now. Okay, then, 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 then I'm, then I'm gonna, then I'm, then I'm not gonna 
forced two questions that I would have jumped to. I, I, I want to get your thoughts about what she said. What would you identify as, again, this is more about advice to others, words of wisdom. What would you share about, you're in a relationship with this woman. What would you share about the words of wisdom? Selecting right, I don't know, making it work, it yeah. not being easy. What words of wisdom would you share? So knowing each other's values uh, is a big thing. So when we first start, I think I made a second phone call maybe, was um, she asked me like, so what are your flaws? You know, that was, what are your flaws? So, so straight away, you know, if you know someone's flaws, you know, they're not their best, bits, but the worst bits, then if, if you're okay with them, then you can build on a relationship. But <clears throat> so my flaws weren't too, weren't too well. <laughs> so you got to tell us now, we're family. <laughs> you got to tell us at least one of them. <laughs> what well, did you say? Well, were just my flaws. I had more flaws than what I actually thought I did have. But <laughs> I didn't hear you say that again. I, ha I had more flaws than actually what I thought I had. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you, wanna, you, you, so you, you shared your flaws and mm -hmm. then yeah. tell us more about, oh, she said two. Just two. Just two yeah. What were the two that you shared with her? I'm just curious. Can you share? Well, uh, one was my temper. I said I had a temper. Yeah. And but... I said, forgive, this is a, a thing. I, I'm fiery too, but we don't yeah. bring that out in each other. Yeah. Well, and he was short. Oh yeah, I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> Because apparently yeah. that's the thing. Because yeah. we met on an online dating app, so Barry lived like an hour away. Yeah. But he, so we hadn't met each other, and he's actually taller than me, so by a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love it. So, so, so now I heard her say it's not easy. Tell us about the it not being easy yeah. from so, a relationship perspective. What do you think are the words of wisdom that makes it work? I mean, it's not. I mean. Anyone who knows Iona knows that she gives out tough love. <laughs> I know that better than anybody else that she gives out tough love. But it's all it, you you have to always know the intention behind it, um, and I and I do like, and that's one that's a big thing is we know our intentions. No matter how if if I hurt her, it's you know I, I never intentionally hurt. I, I never ever I've never ever said a mean word towards you or anything because. That would be intentional, and it's not my intention to ever it's hurt you nature. at all. No. So, so yeah, so we know each other's intentions, and we know each other's values, um, and, and and we communicate, don't we? And, and we communicate our feelings. We communicate, you know, what's gone on, uh, and we talk, and, and we talk stuff out. And um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's just well, like just that. knowing each other, and knowing each, yeah, it is. I love that. Big thing well, is intention, I think. So knowing each other's intentions again, I, I love that. So the word intention kind of comes up again, intentionally being happy. Sarah, back to you as it relates to your relationship. How long have you been married? And and, and they just mentioned, Barry just mentioned knowing your intentions, knowing each other's, knowing the other person's intention and knowing the other person's values. How important are those things to you? And what advice would you share uh, about any other words of wisdom? Yeah, so... Um... I met, uh, we've, my husband and I have been married for 10 years, but we met nearly 20 years ago. We've been together for nearly 20 years. Um, we both met overseas and I wouldn't have expected out of end, you know, he's from New Zealand, opposite side of the world. He was someone who I was, he left school, went sailing um, when he was young. I was someone who did the whole academic route. So we were quite different, but I remember quite early on, when we met, we went out for a big meal with lots of people. And we were the only two people at the table to sit and wait till everybody got their food before people started. And I really noticed this. And I thought, this is someone who shares my values. This is someone who, and it was just a small thing, but it actually meant quite a lot to me. And also, although we have so many differences, <laughs> we are tied by i think those small things but the values that we hold true to in life the things that are really important to us um are both the same for, for us i love it now yeah. i always have to ask this question when i bring couples on whether you're married or been together for an extended period of time um i always have to ask the question and i'm southern i'm from the south so i'm going to interpret this in a couple of different ways but i mean you have couples that are right now in 
you know, in the middle of a pandemic. Some of them are like locked in together, wanting to take each other out, basically, right? From a Southern perspective, we call when someone gets on your last nerves. Do you guys yeah. use that terminology? <laughs> is that New Zealand, UK? Does that translate? Last nerve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when someone gets on your very last nerve, we got to go there. I like to just express to what do you do when that person that you love, that you think is your soulmate, your forever person, what advice would you share? Not in the normal, I know their intentions. They're literally on your last nerve and you think you could like literally break their neck. I need both of you to give us words of wisdom. What do you recommend that people do and what do you two do in those Thank moments? Thank you. So with Sarah as well, like 20 years, that's amazing. So there'll right. be many instances where that last <laughs> nerve is there, right? So we'd love that. And so that last nerve, so I and have that thing with Barry because I've been on my journey a lot longer. So sometimes there's that impatience. I'm like, really? Are you asking that question again? And so it, it, it's not deep things with us. It's, you know, that communication is still there. But the last nerve, I would, I've had more patience. So my flaw was not having patience. I've learned that I have a lot more patience than I thought I did. So it's having that patience and taking that time to address whether that is intentional or not on, and whether it is just that feeling that bubbles up, bubbles up. One of our favorite books is The Untethered Soul. And so we have triggers, so we own what's going on inside of us. So we don't point the finger always out there like you've done this to me, you've done that to me. We say, hang on a minute, what is this? And we go, we go deep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, I've not ever, I've not ever, you know, we've asked them with you, I've never been there. I mean, yeah. with my other relationships, I have. And if it's got to that point and I've just walked away, I've just time out, I need time to take myself and however long it is, an hour, a day, whatever, yeah. on my own, that's it. And But we've not ever been. We hold hands and yeah. just surrender. Yeah, and we we just we talk. Oh. If, if, it's bigger than us. If it gets to, to that point, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I love it when people say those words. It's bigger it than is. you. <laughs> literally, literally, physically hold hands physically and surrender and surrender. Yeah. And my daughter came. My daughter came in the office. We we did that like a few months ago, and Amir's like, "What are you two doing?" <laughs> We're surrendering. Like, okay. And then she walked back out and we carried on surrendering. <laughs> so, so, so literally physically holding hands, you're looking at, at, at each other and you're saying, I surrender. I surrender. To what? What are you surrendering to? Because listen, this show is about bridging the gap between knowing a thing and doing a thing. You got to break it down a little bit further. You so, say the words, are you, what are you doing? So we, so for us, we were watching like the Oprah, where, you know, we wanted to, you know, we've got role models. Um, and there's people out there in the world that we admire. So we read and we study and we feel, and we know the kind of relationship that we want to have. So we are talking things through. So with a, a blended family, not everybody's values outside of the family is always aligned. We know. So we had to surrender those things. So we just talked about the topic that we were surrendering, the issues that were coming up, co-parenting, and um, outside of our relationship, we have a certain way, which that's not yeah. always looks and feels the same to other people, but just letting that go, we literally, yeah. again, it's just let make, it go. It's, it's just making a choice. Yeah. You know, and, and if you don't I, surrender, what's the alternative if you don't surrender? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It eats you up. So mm. it, that, that's not an option. And so we always just want to be a really good role model for the kids and have a healthy relationship ourselves. So we are always conscious of that it sounds like really flaky and it wasn't it like does. that it, relationship. I love it. it wasn't like that but because we have that because we know our dream and our end goal well you're not going to get to that if you act a certain kind of way like you're in pushing people away and blaming it's scar those things leave scar tissues you know and right. so that's not our intention so it, it, it was surrender and the kids mean so much to us we meet when we first met we just said i want you to be happy so whatever is going to support your happiness, that's what I'm going to do. I love it. So you're basically surrendering to that shared goal or that shared yes. dream that you have mm -hmm. to want each other to be happy, to want each other to, to be together and to be happy and to, to, to maintain uh, good intentions for each other. So if there's something happening, you pause. 
Yes. You know, I talk about that in my book. I actually, we, we talk about these breathing techniques um, where we just pause four times and, 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 you know, four deep breaths, you know, when there's that energy that is overwhelming, that pre, you know, bringing. We journal as bringing, well. We journal yes, a lot. Yeah, bringing focus back to your prefrontal cortex in the moment, just like pausing and breathing, right? You can go away and write. That's awesome. But I love what you just shared. That's that's beautiful. Holding hands. It's funny that you mentioned holding hands because there is something about physical touch. We actually just did that with my honey just yesterday. We were talking and when, I, when I'm on his last nerve, I, I, I physically reach out to him and I know how much I'm on his nerve by whether or not he will allow me to touch his hand or his arm or be like, hey, please pull it away until he knows that I've heard what he said. And yeah. I'm like, you know what, it's important for us to like, you know, so I, I've been doing that a little bit more and he's, he, he, he you know, it, it's interesting, but I think it's a really a, a valuable tool because, mm -hmm. because if, if you're, if you're too, if they're too fired up to even mm -hmm. allow for that physical touch, for example, or someone's on, you know, then, then there's another steps that you need to take, right? Then you need to, you know, kind of, follow in their, follow their lead. But for me, that's when you know you're able to talk. I've had psychotherapists on the show and they always talk about, uh, Sarah's been on with Dr. Tartan. She talks about, you know, you, you can't all, every moment is not a teachable moment, right? Sometimes it's just so hot, you have to decide how to, you know, step away. And you mentioned, um, Barry, that sometimes you just have to take a few moments and walk away or step away and take a breather. And I think that's valuable as well. Yeah, um, the love languages helps. So that physical yeah. touch, we we have the same love languages. So I have three main priorities. So that's one's different, but that physical touch is part of our love language. Your shared love languages. I love that. Okay, Miss Sarah, you can't believe you only have seven minutes left in this first hour. So I'm going to stay on this topic, um, and then we're going to go into the next topic. We're going to continue the conversation around loving the journey of life and living the dream. But we're also going to talk about race. We're going to talk a little bit more about some other relationship type issues, but really, you know, how do you move past obstacles in a way that is repeatable, that allows you to love the journey no matter what's happening? Love, 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 love the journey. Like, like seek joy no matter what's happening. So we're gonna talk about that in a second. But Sarah, I wanted to get your answer to that same question about um, what do you do? You've been married for 10 years with your husband for 20. 20. What advice do you share uh, regarding to others in the middle of a pandemic in a relationship when you guys are on each other's nerves. Tell me what you do and what does he do? And what, and what do you recommend for others? I think one of the things really that often causes conflict is our own internal expectations of how a person should react in a given situation. And I know that between myself and my husband, we are very different in the way that we react, you know, and it also depends on the state that you're in. You know, you could be tired, your kids have, you know, been at each other, you could have had a bad day at work, and then your partner says something, and it's just that final trigger that like sets over and then your partner can have the whole avalanche of <laughs> yes. emotions because they're there, but it's not necessarily all of them. It, you know, it's sometimes a buildup of all the other things as well. Um, but often, you know, I have learned, I used to, you know, kind of like be the whole, let's talk about this right now. But I've realized that when you're in a state where you're perhaps not so calm yourself, it's not maybe the best moment you're better to step away and that when you're calm, when you can see things more reasonably, then come back together and have that discussion of, okay, what went wrong? Why, you know, did I expect this? Why did you say that? What could we do differently next time or whatever? Um, so that's something I think that time away to just... So, 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 so let me ask you a question because I love what you just said. So th there's also something a little deeper. We have three more minutes in this in this hour. So I want whoever's watching this to be able to step away and use everything you guys have said. And I think right now they can. We've done an amazing job of that. So now if you're the person or if you're with someone, you're talking about internal expectations. So basically be careful what you're expecting from the other. Also be careful of the avalanche of things that they might, that you might put on your partner. But then I heard you say, um, you know, you gotten to the point where you know to step away what has helped you to get there and, and what do you how do you know when it's when you need to step away like how do you know when this is not a time for us to reconcile or resolve like, what advice would you share in the moment I think I know when I'm just trying to be right you know 
<laughs> I'm just trying to be heard and you know get my point across when really it's it's about being kind and I'm thinking this isn't really being kind is it and it's not easy <laughs> but you know when I realize I'm just repeating myself and I'm just you know why won't he just understand that I am right <laughs> um and I'm often not <laughs> but but yes <laughs> um I love so it. it's 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 still and I'm still working on it 20 years later <laughs> wow i love that i'm going to show a full screen this is the best i can do um for those watching um on facebook um nathan i wanted you to know how how, how grateful i am we have three minutes left so i'm going to ask each of you to allow us to close this particular hour with one minute each and basically just kind of summarize what you would identify as your kind of one lesson learned. If you had to share with someone, I was on with Tracy and we were talking about loving the journey of life and living out your dreams, excelling despite any obstacles. The one thing I would recommend is X. This is like an action. What would you say to someone who was struggling right now in the middle of the pandemic? And you're like, and I really want to do some, I want to write a book or I want to do something and I'm just struggling. So what would you say to that person? Um, and I'll start with you, Iona. I'll go to you, uh, Barry, and then we'll close with Sarah. So for me, the one thing that I would say just off the top of my head is be connected with yourself, find a practice where you know, you get to know you internally, although there's external noise and the pandemic and all of those things going on. And one of the things that I love to do is to journal, just to write it down, stay connected, have a reminder of what's really important to you and leave the rest of the stuff. You've still got dreams. So follow those. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world, the chaos is what's in here. Oh, I love it, Barry. Um, yeah, uh, keep your beliefs, um, keep things simple um, in, in, in all aspects of your life, whether it's uh, your relationship, whether it's with your diet, whether it's with financial, whatever. I, I find that simple. I've, I've read a lot lately and they all say the same thing, you know, that keep whatever works for you. So, um, you know, in this pandemic and, you know, your stress levels are high and, you know, you're worrying about things. Um, so I think in keeping things simple um, is a way of maybe managing those stress levels and, uh, yeah. I love it. This is international wisdom. We have a couple from the UK, a, a couple, Sarah's there in New Zealand. Um, Sarah, final words in the last 30 seconds. Yes, I would say absolutely work on your own inner stresses first, because when you are a happy you, that will resonate out to other people. And also, I think life comes in waves. You're not always going to feel wonderful. Your relationship's not going to feel like you're walking on air every day. There are going to be times when it's not going to feel as good. And that's OK, you know, but there'll be waves. So I love it. This is Tracy Harrell. This has been an amazing international discussion on the topic of loving this journey of life and living your best life, living out your dreams, excelling despite any obstacles. I am so grateful. I've been here with Iona Mead, Barry Borton. Borton. Borton, thank you very much. And Sarah. <laughs> And Sarah Cross. And we're going to stay with us, guys. We're going to go come back, three-minute commercial break, and we're going to come back continuing this conversation with these amazing individuals. Um, and we're going to come back and talk about, again, racial equity and inclusion. We're going to talk about continuing on lessons learned for relationships. We're going to talk about passion. How do you achieve those dreams that you wanted to? You talked about being intentional, ending your life, knowing that you've done all that you can. Stay with us. This is Tracy Harrell, and it's bigger than me, baby. Oh.